Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Forbidden Knowledge News. I'm your host, Chris Matthew. Tonight, my guest is Tom Conwell. Before I bring him on, I want to remind you that you can always get new regular episodes free on Rockfin, Odyssey, and all podcast platforms. You're going to definitely want to check us out on Rockfin because that's where you get all of our amazing premium content. And you can get our regular shows and all the regular and premium content from every content creator there on Rockfin. We also have our merch store up. That means t-shirts, stickers, bags, and all kinds of great stuff. That link's in the description. And finally, I want to tell you about how you can protect yourself from harmful EMF radiation with EMF Harmonized. They offer protection from harmful electromagnetic frequencies for your phone, computer, tablet, and your routers. It's just a small disc that goes directly on your devices. With these discs on my devices, I don't feel as groggy. I sleep better at night, and I have more energy during the day even after spending hours in front of my computer and near my phone. You can also get their wristbands and body relief patches. Just use the link in the description to check out EMF Harmonized and protect yourself today. Tonight I want to welcome back to the show Tom Conwell. He has been an electronic technician with the U.S. Navy and Honeywell Inc. for 42 years, a biomedical engineer, meteorologist, and an HVAC engineering resource. He has a wide-ranging expertise with a keen awareness of physics, computer and internet software, and a broad knowledge of electronics and how it interacts with the paranormal world and UFOs. He studied databases as a forensic pattern researcher and has written three volumes of book series. They Are Here, Volume 1, 2, and 3, self-published a collection of blogs, Going Interstellar, completed earthquakes and UFOs, and has studied and researched UFO sighting reports from across the United States and given speeches about each of these subjects. He has assembled a map of UFO sightings, which has revealed many anomalies and is now an integral part of his research studies. Tom, welcome back. How are you doing tonight? Oh, excellent. Uh, Good to be on with you again, Chris. 
Yeah, it's good to have you back on. Uh, it's been a long time, and last time you were on, we discussed a bit about your book, UFO hotspots, interactions with nuclear facilities, and possible correlations between UFOs and earthquakes. And tonight, uh, we're going to go even deeper. We're going to talk more about your UFO map, which uh, I will actually pull up in a little bit, and uh, this current climate of like pseudo-disclosure that we've been seeing in our in our yeah. mainstream uh, culture but first really it's been a while since you've been on remind the audience about um yourself your background and what got you interested in these topics okay um well i've been an electronic technician with uh with the navy that's where i started and uh with honeywell for a total the two together about 42 years so um i got an opportunity to see a whole lot of weird stuff um, over the years. Um, I was able to uh, get into uh, a lot of the um, the uh, rocket facilities in uh, Hartford um, during the time when we were starting to uh, 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 we were starting to get ready to launch the shuttle. So I, I saw a whole lot of really cool stuff, things that uh, that aren't usually seen by people. Um, and I got some pretty cool tours, too. But um, uh, that, that was my time with uh, with Honeywell. And I spent it there and um, I retired in 2009. And um, I was um, bored. OK. That's the only way I can say I was bored. Right. Uh, I was looking for something to do. So um, I got into um, paranormal investigating. That was a lot of fun. Um, I don't regret a single second of that. I had, I had some fun times doing that. And um, I had an opportunity during that uh, to, um, to branch off into ufology. And I took it in a heartbeat. I've always wanted to do something in that regard, but never knew how to get started. So um, my paranormal team was looking for a um, uh, looking for uh, someone to talk about ufology and a space and things like that. And um, when I accepted, I was able to um, uh, do exactly what I wanted to do. Um, I started out with uh, with um, uh, writing blogs for the team page, and the blogs involved uh, space and um, they kind of written from a viewpoint that if um, if uh, we're on the Earth, what kind of problems do we have to solve in order to go to a foreign world? Um, in other words, just the opposite of UFOs coming here. And um, then after I did that, uh, uh, shortly thereafter, I was able to put all those blogs together and have it create a story um, about uh, my understanding of physics and the problems we had to solve um, in order to um, get to an alien world. And um, that book is uh, this book here, Going Interstellar. And uh, this was my fourth book. Um, rather than put that together immediately in a book, 
I just left the um, uh, left the blog sitting there and would use them occasionally to um, um, to do a talk somewhere. Um, after I was done with my volume one, two, and three of They Are Here, then um, that book just sort of wrote itself. I, you know, I just had to write intros between the different blogs, and voila, I had a book. So um, yeah, that was that was that was kind of fun, but um, um, that that's pretty much how I got into ufology. Uh, always wanted to, always believed in that uh, UFOs were um, visiting from another planet, possibly even another dimension, and um, always wanted to investigate. So that's my story. Very cool. Um... Now, with uh, with your experience at Honeywell, that you were you mentioned earlier that you've seen some pretty interesting things. Are you able to talk about any of the things that you you've seen while you uh, had your time there? Um, yeah, um, the very first the very first time that the U.S. went into space and did an extended uh, walk um, outside of the craft. Uh, they were doing pressure tests on um, the spacesuit that they were going to wear. And um, I was called down to do uh, testing um, on um, uh, recording the data from these pressure tests. And there was on, they were on um, great big reel-to-reel -reel tape recorders. Um, these reels were, um, well, if you put your arm out and make a great big circle, they were that big, okay? And they could move up to um, 180 inches per second. You figure something like that, moving at, I mean, that's like about 60 miles an hour. Right. Uh, that's really, really unbelievable. Um <clears throat> But, um, yeah, that was one of the things I saw. And then um, they talked to me about uh, the research going on in, uh, um, in a killer satellite. Um, but um, that's all I can talk about with that one. Uh, that, that was pretty interesting. They, they shared some of, the, uh, some of the research in that and uh, utilized some of the recorders that I would repair and um, uh, maintain for uh, for the uh, company um, and uh, do large-scale data recording on it. But that was kind of fun. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, now, with your experience with electronics, it gives you um, – a little bit different insight into the the paranormal world and how it kind of interacts and intersects with each other, right? Um, absolutely, it does. Um, uh, because I was into um, my very first years with Honeywell, I was into a um, uh, a study called metrology. Metrology is the science of measurement. Um, in other words, if you were um, checking the um, um, uh, checking the power in your fuse box, and you would use a meter that measured in uh, in the hundreds of volts AC. 
I would take that meter and compare it to a higher standard. That's metrology. So I was able to see a whole lot, or a whole range of different kinds of equipment. And um, it's, it's really the basics of every piece of testing equipment utilized today. Um, and because I saw the basics of every piece of, of equipment um, in the testing, um, the, uh, the equipment that is put together by people to try to um, measure ghostly energy and all that, all that stuff around it um, is, is a conglomeration of uh, these various testing equipments. So uh, believe me, I had uh, from the from the get go, I had a thorough understanding of what people were doing. Um, it seems like and, um, electronics and electromagnetics has a huge connection uh, with a lot of not only paranormal things, uh, but even in some aspects of ufology and these hot spots of strange events like a. Uh, uh, Skinwalker Ranch, uh, Blind Frog Ranch, these places that have uh, strange electromagnetic readings when, when you bring this equipment out to uh, kind of check on this stuff, right? Uh, you bet. Um, and I am intimately familiar with all the equipment that, um, that uh, Travis Taylor was using. Um, I was able to get my hands on it many times and uh, do calibrations on it. So I saw all of the functions across all of the ranges and I know what it can pick up and what it can't. And um, it, it's funny you would mention uh, Skinwalker Ranch. They, uh, they were trying to figure out um, like the last three or four episodes um, where the energy came from uh, up over the earth, um, about five miles up, I think they, they, they termed it. And that was up over an area that was highly magnetic. And then towards the very end, um, Travis noted that this was at the point of a, of a huge um, meteoric strike um, millions of years ago. Well, if you think of it in terms of this, if a highly magnetized um, uh, meteor were to strike the earth and bury itself down in the earth, um, it would act somewhat like a, um, uh, a parabolic reflector. And this parabolic uh, uh, dish reflector would um, would be, uh, of course, by the nature of it striking the earth, would be facing upward. And in all parabolic reflectors, you can calculate what the point of focus is on that parabola. Um, in other words, uh, uh, to a small dish, um, there's a focus point that's up about um, 18 inches uh, off of the um, um, uh, off of the base of the parabola, and that's its focus point, and that's where it collects the energy and sends it down into uh, whatever may be 
looking at it like a like a TV station or whatever. Uh, but when you have something that is um, that that is struck and created a parabola that's um, Lord only knows a hundred miles across, um, maybe the um, focus point for all of this energy is five miles above the earth. And maybe that's what they're seeing. Um, the result of any energy coming on, uh, coming down and being reflected right back up to that point. And that's where all this stuff is happening from. But it, it, it's pretty interesting to think about. Uh, um, that's that, that's quite a show. I I enjoy that show very very much. Yeah, it is, and um, I I'm hoping to to talk to those gentlemen again soon. Um, I had them on my show a couple of years ago, but that would be great to talk again. Now, um, what do you think could be some of these connections uh, with electromagnetics, um, the afterlife, and uh, some of the high strangeness that we're seeing in some of these areas? How it's all it all seems to be connected in some way um what would you say that is i mean there, there's got to be some energetic aspect to you know connect everything even it seems to, to connect our consciousness as well it sure seems to um uh, that's really an insightful question chris um i think that what's actually going on here is that um the nature of ships traveling um, to our planet from oh, who knows where, um, they are utilizing other dimensions. And if you think of these, these dimensions um, having um, sat there very much like, like a lake that hasn't been um, uh, disturbed by the wind. And um, all of a sudden, a ship is utilizing the dimensions and it comes crashing into our environment, creates a wake. And what does this wake do within our dimensions? It may do some pretty interesting things, such as open up well, portals, if, if, if you will, um, um, create sightings, um, um, cause uh, things like people within the population to be awakened, um, see higher things. Um, it, everything is open. And you're absolutely right to saying it's all connected because it indeed is connected. Um, when, the, when, when we die, we go to yet another dimension and that's unknown to us. Um, but who's, who's to say that... Um, Whenever, uh, whenever there's a thinning of the veil or a disruption in this energy, that it doesn't create a way for um, uh, passed over souls to enter our environment. And um, if you're in the right place at the right time, you'll get some pretty interesting results. Um, I've seen some things over the years with, with uh, paranormal stuff that uh, it, it's been pretty crazy. Let me tell I you. was actually just about to ask you through your years investigating the paranormal, what's some of the most profound uh, things that you've come across or witnessed? Okay. Um, uh, let's see. I was part 
of a, uh, a seance um, uh, meditative states um, that the uh, that the people would uh, would try to get into. Um, I personally wasn't able to do that, um, but I was I was um, uh, to sit there and, and watch and uh, figure out uh, if I could uh, sense some things happening that uh, that I wasn't aware of. Um, so uh, during this seance there were um, some contact with some, with some people who used to live in that particular area. This was an area that was, um, that was inhabited by the, um, the Shakers. Um, if, you, and if you're not familiar with them, it, it's like a brand of the Quakers, but they're a bit different. Um, and uh, a, a very highly spiritual uh, group of people. But anyhow, um, during the seance, um, the uh, team psychic and um, the team leader, who was also psychic, um, uh, was describing this, um, the energy of the people that they were seeing. And one of them was of a, uh, gentleman who uh, who may have committed murder on several other women uh, it, uh, uh, part of their cult uh, sect excuse me wrong word and um, so okay they, they 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 came up with this information of course I had no knowledge of it um, didn't see anything out of the ordinary I was just uh, just to hang around there for for the for the um, uh, for the seance. Well, that night, myself and the team um, psychic went up to the attic, and we were sitting there, and um, you know, like you do in paranormal, you just ask questions of the air, you know, pretty much. And uh, I remember the team psychic saying to me. Hey, Tom, did you see this thing right in front of me here? And I looked over towards him. I wasn't looking in that direction. I looked over towards him, and it looked like there was a fuzzy ball kind of floating in the air. I couldn't tell what it was, but the longer we stood there, the more clear this ball of energy looked. It was approximately the size of a medicine ball, okay? Wow. And... Um, um, the longer we looked at it, the more uh, defined that it became. So it got to the point where it was internally lighted and there were blobs on the inside of this ball that, let's see, how do I do it? Um, do you remember what a lava lamp looks like? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Those, those blobs of of. The, that's what it looked like, okay, within this lighted ball. It's the oddest thing I've ever seen in my life. Well, I wasn't sure what was happening. I was looking at it like, what am I looking at? And and the psychic said, this is the person that I was talking to before. And he has trapped the spirits of the two uh, women that he killed. And there were three blobs inside of this 
lighted ball that kept continuously moving around each other. Wow. I mean, I mean, this is the craziest crap I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. Um, but um, uh, it this lasted for six minutes and four seconds. Just right there, this ball wow. of energy right there. And then um, another time, I walked up to a house and I introduced myself to a lady. We're doing an investigation in a house that was formerly a Masonic temple. Um, they were uh, renovating. And um, the lady was talking to me and, you know, we we're just chatting about nothing. And she said to her daughter, um, her daughter was out sitting in the yard and said to her daughter, why don't you um, run up, run in, in the house and on the counter on my cigarettes and bring them out to me? And I said, well, why don't you have that guy over there who just walked behind you and have him do it? And she said, there's nobody in the house. <laughs> so I saw a guy walk across who looked like a worker bee, you know, he had uh, um, he had jeans on um, with a kind of pinafore top and straps over the top. And uh, he was carrying a uh, one of those old time toolboxes that were made out of wood. And uh, it, it was it was pretty interesting. I mean, I saw this guy walk across just like I was looking at another person. Wow. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. But that night. Um, I concentrated on the path that I saw him walk and for the entirety of the night, um, utilizing a, um, a, um, a melmeter, which looks at EMF, I was able to track where he walked with a trail of EMF energy. And I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, that you is know, definitely interesting. Yeah. So that, you know, it was a, it was a couple of things that happened to me. Very, very unusual. Um, yeah. And I guess once you see those, I mean, you know, for me, once I had my first experience, there's no going back, you know, uh, experiencing in yourself is pretty much believing, especially, you know, the situation that I was in, I'm sure it was the same for you. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can't unsee something. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Now, I want to get to your UFO map. Um, now, while I pull this up, could you tell the audience a little bit about how this came to be and, um, you know, how you started this project? Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I started out writing about uh, East Coast UFOs. They are here, Volume 1. That was my first book. And um, that particular um, book... I realized that I was writing about each state and the kind of sightings that were in each particular state. And um, um, it, it, it bothered me that I didn't have a reference to talk about when I was writing about them. Um, it, it's like I was leaving information out because I, I couldn't reference what was actually happening in in the um, a description of the sightings uh, that I was doing in the volume one. Well, um, that was about the time that I finished 
it's volume one, sent it in for publishing and um, figured that uh, uh, I'm going to have to try to do something a little bit different in describing what is going on with this particular map and uh, when I'm doing volume two, which is going to be the central U.S. So um, I thought the only way that I could do that is with something visual. And visually, the only way I could do it is put pins on a map. Well, I started putting pins on a map and realized I had so many sightings in certain areas that I had to actually change the kind of pins I was using. So um, let's see, let me get one that is pretty obvious to look at. Uh, now, you okay. uh, you can see the screen here, right? You can see the map? Yes. Yeah, I okay, can. Yeah, very I can. good. Okay. Um, look at central Colorado. Okay. And in central Colorado. That's actually where see... I'm at. I'm in Denver. Oh, okay, cool. Um, um, there are pins, a whole series of small pins up at the uh, northern section of Colorado. And right in the area where Denver Boulder would be, there's a few small pins, but there's mostly big pins. That's because there were so many sightings. So what I had to do is I had to change the key for the sightings. Um, take a look at the bottom right-hand corner. Black was fireballs that were seen in the sky. Red was spheres and yellow were triangles. Um, so uh, when I started putting pins in the map, I realized there were just so many of certain ones I had to change something. So I went to the large pins and each large pin equal 20 little ones. So you figure like in Denver, there's going to be a whole lot of sightings there. Okay. Um, and I had even bigger problem when I went out on the West Coast for Seattle, San Francisco, Los Angeles, and Phoenix. There were so many sightings there that I couldn't use the large um, uh, yellow, black, and red pins um, because it would just fill up a whole area. So I had to change to a different color. Look in the top left-hand corner of that picture, and it says white are 100 fireballs, orange are 100 spheres, and blue is uh, 100 triangles. So there's a whole lot of sightings in some areas and it's the only way that I could put them out. So that's pretty much what, what the map is and how to read it. Um, as I was putting things on this map, certain areas became uh, very interesting uh, to look at because they were showing anomalies that I didn't expect to see. Um, areas, let me show you one in particular. Go to North Carolina um, and then go to the western edge of North Carolina where it borders Tennessee. And you will see a sea of little pins. I mean, millions of these little ones. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, and these pins, uh, is because there's just so many sightings there, um, spread out over a fairly large area, so I couldn't, um, couldn't add big ones or or anything else. Um, so I just had to use a C of the little pins. And when I did that, um, I realized that that's not a very high population there. In other words, a lot of these sightings are because of their cities. Well, in Western North Carolina, Eastern Tennessee, there's a couple of cities, um, uh, Asheville and North Carolina, and, and well, I forget the name of the city in Tennessee. Ugh to a blank. But anyhow, um, in that area, there's a couple of fairly big cities, but nothing like New York City or Miami or Denver or Los Angeles. So there was no reason why we would have that many sightings in that particular area. Um, also noted that uh, when I did my original book in volume one, that I made note of the um, the mountains, the Blue Ridge Mountains there in Western North Carolina, and the fact that there's a tremendous amount of things seen there in the sky, and uh, even some stories about um, about ships entering the mountains and going underground. So, yeah. yeah. I want to talk yeah, about um, Denver for a second. You just sure. mentioned ships going into mountains. I've heard plenty of stories about that here, but we have this huge military presence here underground as well inside yeah. of mountains. Uh, I was just visiting an area yesterday where the Lockheed <laughs> building is, and man, that's a perfect area to have like experimental craft and UFOs in between these mountains and everything. And I'm wondering, like, for especially for areas like Denver where I live, do you think it's possible that that's a good amount of military experimental craft as well doing this oh sure sure they they they're um they're uh trying to reverse engineer everything they can get their hands on and uh, i think they've been fairly successful too um i don't have any first-hand knowledge of that nobody's talked to me about it but i would not be surprised if uh if there's a whole lot going on there that that they haven't um they haven't described to us um the uh, uh, figure the uh, stealth aircraft, right, that thing's 20 years old already. You just know that they have something there ready to uh, uh, reveal that um, we don't know about yet. So, Right. Yeah, I find it uh, very interesting. Your uh, East Coast sightings are enormous. Um, it's like the whole yeah. East Coast of the United States is full of pins. You got yeah. Florida, New York, um, you know, North and uh, East Virginia, West Virginia. Man, every every state almost on the east side of the country is like full of sightings. What do you think is going on that's different on that side of the country? Population. Um, that, that, that's the main thing. Uh, when you get a large area where, with a lot of people in it, 
there's a, you know, people are outside taking a smoke, walking their dog, and that's when they see things. And they report them to um, either MUFON or the National UFO Reporting Center. And they see a lot of things in the sky in these particular areas. But there's something you should be aware of. Um, in between Boston and Washington, D.C., uh, down U.S. 1, um, Highway 1, when you drive that area, you go from one town to another town. There's, there's no areas where you're just driving out in the country and there's nothing there or no, no population. It's filled with people. And that's what you're seeing, the uh, result of most of that. It's um, pretty interesting stuff. Uh, but we have the same kinds of things in other areas such as Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, uh, almost the entire state of Florida, but for a different reason. Um, now, let me let me talk about that now. Sure, yeah. I I believe that there's most likely a uh, underwater um, base or a stopping point or something like that, right off of um, right off of the Bahamas, um, and uh, uh, down where the the water gets very deep. Um, and when these ships um, pop up uh, at night, a lot of times you can see them from the shore of either uh, Florida, uh, South Carolina, or North Carolina, uh, just hanging out 20 miles out. And you see lights just just hanging out over the over the horizon. Yeah, I was going to ask you about uh, Florida and South Louisiana because I used to live in South Louisiana for most of my childhood. I lived in Southern Florida and Central Florida for about ten years, and I I've never I I've not until recently have I even seen UFOs. But I find it very interesting that you said you know something un, may be underwater there, um, and I see along the um, you know the Gulf Coast of Florida as well. There's a lot of sightings. So that's yes. very interesting. Indeed. Um, now, uh, you have to understand the southern, the southeastern corner of uh, Louisiana has um, New Orleans. And um, above New Orleans is uh, Lake Pontchartrain. And there's a whole lot of sightings out in that particular area. Uh, a lot of population to see them, too. Uh, but wherever you have a large city, you have a collection of sightings. That's a given. Where the map was revealing is some of the areas, there weren't uh, that big a city, yet there were uh, pins up the wazoo. And it, uh, there's some pretty interesting areas here. Um, uh, one of them is uh, northern Kentucky. In northern Kentucky, there's just a sea of pins across northern Kentucky. And um, that sea of pins uh, extends from Lexington to Louisville. A lot of sightings there. And along the uh, Ohio River also. Um, in the state of Ohio, along the lake, Lake Erie, there's just there's so many sightings it's almost uh, uh, hard to imagine and um, 
as you were to follow Lake Erie to the west and then turn north up into Michigan, you still get the same amount of sightings along the lake with a lesser population than uh, Cleveland and Detroit. But there's, there's still lots of sightings. Um, you see the same things along the southern end of Lake Michigan. Um, you look carefully at um, Chicago, and there's a whole batch of sightings there in Chicago. Um, but it's a big city. You almost expect it. But that that group of sightings goes all the way up into the uh, the upper end of of Lake Michigan into Wisconsin, and it doesn't end. I mean, there's just there's just sightings all along the lake there. Have you seen um, any increases in sightings that you can note? Uh, you know, in the time that you've observed this. Um. Um, let me give you a little history. Um, back around when I first started this thing, um, I looked at the databases from the 1950s where people would, would, uh, call into the, to the database and add some, some information about what the grandma had seen. You know, I mean, there's a whole lot of that stuff, but, um, as we got into the, um, the 2000s, then there was a marked increase in sightings. Um, 2000 through about 2009, perhaps 2010. There were, there were quite a few sightings and it seemed pretty consistent every year. 2011 and 12, there was a huge jump in sightings. Um, and uh, it went till about 2013 or so and then it dropped off a little bit to about 2017 2018 now, i did not include the latest data here on on uh this particular map uh, this map was made when i wrote my books right um but um uh the the um the uh maps if I were to do another map, I would see pretty much the same thing again. They'd be in the same areas. Um, and uh, so that's why I'm, I'm holding off doing another map because I'm not so sure that I'm going to find any more data than, than I already have. Um, right. This was, this was pretty revealing when I did this one. Oh yeah, definitely. I would have never expected some of these hot spots and the empty zones. I mean, you got uh, Nevada and Utah in in this area is almost empty, and that's like you know what you would expect to see full of UFO sightings. You know, Area Fifty One, but almost all of Nevada is pretty much empty except for that little corner there. Um, and then it's the uh, the East Coast that's really booming, and um, you know, Middle America and the West Coast is eh, West Coast is uh, like uh, the the California coast is pretty booming, Seattle. Um, but you go to the a little bit towards the center, and there's nothing. So that's very interesting. I wouldn't have expected that. Uh, yeah. Now, before we move on from this map, is there anything else that you'd like to point out or discuss? Um, you mean relating to the map? Yes, relating to the map. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, well, just a, just a comment. Um, when you're talking about central Nevada, there's not a lot there 
Um, yeah, yeah. There's not a lot there I mean, to begin with. It's 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 yeah. pretty empty. Yeah. Yeah, well, there, there, there's not a lot of people to see right, sightings. Yeah. Now, perhaps if there was a city there, you'd see a whole lot of sightings, but right. there's no one there to see the things. So, um, but when you get over to the, and I forget the name of this area, over in the western uh, section of Nevada, um, mm-hmm. up in the up in the hills, there's a huge lake up there. I forget the name of that. I just forget the name of that darn it um but uh there's a big collection of sightings there Mm -hmm. um and there is because uh there's a lot of people that go there uh for vacations in the summer and in the winter yeah, that is really cool. This map is very telling, um, and I'm, I'm glad uh, we brought it up here so everyone can take a look at it. Uh, so let's move on to what's going on um, in our mainstream news and the mainstream media with all the talk of UFOs. Um you know, it's been since 2017, really, but it's really picked up a lot. We've got a lot of, um, you know, big players when it comes to well-known names talking about UFOs now. Uh, you know, in our mainstream media, our government's bringing it up. And it's all uh, coming at a very strange time. Um, I think it's very interesting to pay attention to. I'd like to get your take on what could possibly be behind it. There's a lot of theories. Some people say, you know, we just want to advance our space force. We want to announce some toys. Other people say we're trying to get ahead of some imminent uh, event that could possibly happen. And others just think that um, it's all misinformation and, you know, we could be heading for some kind of uh, psychological op or something. I don't know. What do you think? Okay. Um, well, I think that they realized the uh, by they the government realized the writings on the wall and they can't keep a lid on it any longer. Um, they have to start saying something. Um, so, what they did uh, based on the um, report that was sent out June twenty fifth, um, um, they said, "Oh, geez, it could be Russia, it could be China." But it could be something else, you know, maybe could be we don't know. We aren't sure, you know, um, that 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 veritable nonsense. But um, that's the that's pretty much their first foray into what they think is going to be happening. And they know that they're going to have to say something eventually. And that's that's their first step into it. Um, uh, well, actually, the first step was releasing a couple of those video, the Navy videos that they never, ever would have released. Um, and that was pretty interesting. But um, um, slowly but surely, they're going to be um, expanding their search and, expand, you know, um, just just give give a whole lot of um uh, lip service to what it is they're doing and how hard they're looking and everything else, but they already know um, um, that we've been contacted. They, they've been contacted, and um, they just don't want to say it yet because they aren't ready. Now, why aren't they ready? That's another question. Um, 
I think that there's a probably a faction within the government that still thinks that. Um, let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier. About extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. That um, the people will go. Um, a crazy and not be very welcoming to an alien race. Um, I think there may be some of those people still around, but I think they're fewer um, than uh, someone's holding out for. Uh, uh, I think someone is using that as a reason not to reveal anything, but I don't think that that is really valid. Um, I think people would be very welcoming because I think that uh, most of the most of the numbers now people believe that uh, that um, there are uh, planets that are inhabited, and these planets, uh, many of them, have sent emissaries to our country, uh, to our world. Excuse me. And um, they are making contact with the governments of um, the globe. So um, I think time is nigh. We are going to uh, know sometime fairly soon. I hope it's before I pass on, let me tell you. Because I put a whole lot of effort into this. But <laughs> yeah. um, if, if that's not the case, then... Uh, then somebody in the government is uh, is uh, winning over, and um, whatever it 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 would be unfortunate, but um, the people of the world are ready. In some aspects, it's kind of being painted as a threat. It would seem, um, in some aspects of the the portrayal through the media, uh, to me, I. Don't, I'm not too sure about that. It seems like if they were, they could have wiped us out a long time ago unless it were like some kind of long-term experiment or something. I don't know, which is very possible. But uh, what do you think? Do you think there's uh, some imminent threat here from uh, this UFO phenomenon? No threat. <clears throat> Excuse me. No no threat at all. Um, I think that they're all benevolent beings. Um, maybe somewhere there's a civilization who are a bunch of idiots and, um, you know, just want to attack. But I don't think that that is what we're going to find when we get out into the cosmos. Um, I think people who have gotten to this level are um, loving, um, have been um, uh, awakened pretty much, and are very benevolent beings. And I think that's what we'll see. Uh, there's plenty of researchers and good friends of mine even that uh, believe wholeheartedly that there are already extraterrestrials that walk amongst us. Um, they kind of intermingle amongst the population, and we would never be able to tell because many of them either look exactly like us or are able to disguise themselves like us or um, whatever they're doing to appear like us. What do you think? Do you think that there are extraterrestrials that already are walking amongst us? Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there are over a million. Um, um, I think that they're in every aspect of our society from, from, um, 
Skid Row right up to the the ruling class. And um, they want to know about us, and that's the best way to do it. Um, put put uh, their emissaries where they can learn about us and, and figure us out and know what we're capable of. Um, I think... I think the writing was on the wall uh, about 70 years ago when we lit off the first nuclear weapons. Um, they were scared to death that we were about to take that into the in into space, and um, we would be um, a target uh, or uh, perhaps a, uh, a a wild card that they couldn't control. And they had to come to us. They had to find out about us and learn about what it is that we're likely to do. And I think that's what they did many, many years ago. They, uh, they found that, that the best way to learn is by living with us. Uh, now, there are, is uh, many contingents of them that are living underground, uh, living underwater. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if there were some on the moon, although I'm not sure about that anymore. Um, a lot of that is, those areas on the moon, I think, were uh, either destroyed or attacked some time back by some some interstellar war or something like that, because I don't think that they exist anymore. I could very well be wrong, but um, I would not be surprised if there was some on Mars underground most likely, and uh, perhaps even uh, a small contingent of, uh, of ships uh, circling one of, the, one of the bigger planets like uh, Jupiter or Saturn. Um, it's not like that's uh, far away for them. You know, they could probably get here in about uh, 40 minutes. Yeah. Now, last time uh, we talked a little bit about how uh, they've had in the past instances where they've shut down um, nuclear facilities and they've even uh, had interactions with earthquakes. Um, and recently I've done um, some research and I've uh, been talking to other researchers who've looked into this, their connection with volcanoes and how they're spotted near volcanoes. Um, I'm wondering if this is anything you've looked into. I know the we talked about their connection with possible earthquakes before, but it seems like they're interested in some of these um, major um, earth-changing uh, things that are occurring on our planet, like earthquakes and volcanoes. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they. Uh, um, if uh, you were a geologist, and you went to a strange planet, the first thing you would want to do is study the Earth, the, the uh, ground, the uh, planet, to see how stable it was and to see if uh, uh, it, uh, it, could, uh, it could be part of an uh, uh, extinction event. And I think they're always looking into that, um, especially the volcano portions. Um, I don't think that that uh, earthquakes um, could be an extinction event. Um, in that, I'm referring to extinction for the entire planet. Uh, but um, but uh, the uh, 
volcanoes absolutely could be. And uh, they are constantly looking at that. Um, they're watching our uh, tectonic plates and uh, um, how that uh, interferes with um, with uh, with uh, creation of uh, mountains, and um, so they're, yeah, they're, they're looking at everything that has to do with the planet that is um, that is uh, to protect the planet so that they get a handle on what could potentially happen and put the kibosh on it in case something uh, very bad would happen like uh, multiple super volcanoes or something like that that would create a nuclear winter you know you can't have that yeah definitely and you know whenever we discuss things like this and you look at how they, you know, shut down nuclear facilities. It seems like they have at least our planet's best interest in mind. It makes me wonder if the human race could possibly be, you know, some kind of experiment that they, they check up on every once in a while, that they may have seeded life on this planet, and they don't want to see it destroyed or us destroy ourselves because they have a, an interest in it. What do you think about sure. that? Oh, absolutely. Um, I... I've always been of the belief that they tinkered with our DNA many, many, many years ago and created us. And um, we are the great experiment. Uh, once, we, once we started figuring out how to do things like um, uh, uh, nuclear bombs and stuff like that, then they got a little bit nervous and they started looking a little closer and they ex they experimented on us by um, by shutting things down and knowing how they can control things if they had to in an emergency, and uh, yeah, they they were they were pretty successful in that. Uh, um, they shut some things down in uh, in uh, North Dakota and Montana and uh, South Dakota. It's several different uh, several different times, and uh, they have some. Uh, some uh, uh, great, great success in doing that. Now, I'm not sure what they did and that uh, I think what they may have tried to do was interfere with our um, generation of electricity in that area, uh, which would indeed shut everything down. But they got so good at it that they were able to, um, to, um, Figure out how, how to retarget uh, some of the uh, some of the things, and uh, that scared the crap out of us and uh, got us uh, to pay attention to what we were doing. Do you think that us as a as human race is ready to uh, I guess hear that there's not only life beyond our planet, but it could exist just beyond the spectrum of our vision. Um, it could be an interdimensional phenomenon and connected to paranormal and life after death and everything. Do you think that us as a species are ready to, to understand this? Um, I think that if we were to um, 
have it revealed to us that they made contact with another civilization and that um, they are able to exchange messages every six months to a year or something like that to get us really used to hearing about it. Um, I think that would that would go a long way if we were to just describe um, a bunch of ships landing uh, that could freak some people out. Um, so I, I yeah, it, they, they'd have to do it slowly. They'd have to do it slowly, get everyone on board and um, thinking about the next message, especially if the messages are uplifting and, any regard, and uh, um, then everybody in the entire world would look forward to the next one. Yeah, Rather if anything, than, um, you know, this 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 mainstream disclosure is getting people to to look at the subject to heaven, and maybe getting a few individuals more open minded if they weren't before. Uh, I have seen a little bit more of that, which is encouraging. Uh, but it's definitely something to to keep a close eye on because I think we're living in very interesting times. And Tom, mm-hmm. I want to thank you so much for coming on again. Before you head out tonight, let everyone know if they're interested in finding out more about you and getting your books. Uh, what's the best way for them to do so? Okay, um, my books are available via um, Amazon. You can search for my name and the name of the books, and um, uh, you'll find them there. There's a total of five books. They are here, volume one, two, and three. Going Interstellar, which is a collection of blogs and uh, um, uh, describing the physics involved uh, to get craft to to um, do some of the things that we see in the sky. And then Earthquakes and UFOs. And uh, that is uh, my most recent book, um, where I looked at UFO sightings and where major earthquakes occurred. And I was trying to uh, correlate whether the, um, the earthquakes were indeed attracting the UFOs, if the UFOs were there already, or just trying to find out something about the UFO and whether they were going to the, uh, the uh, uh, major quakes. But um, Amazon.com, you can search for my name. I write under the name of Thomas W. Conwell, C-O-N-W-E-L-L. The other option is you can write me directly and um, I can send you out a book um, and uh, I'll sign it for you. Uh, and I'm, I'm best uh, contacted via um, my um, uh, email. That's T C O N W E L 2 at N Y cap, New York cap dot RR dot com. So. All right. Awesome. Well, Tom, thank you so much again. Fantastic information. And we'd love to have you back on in the future. Uh, Love to. Love to. Thanks a whole lot, Chris. Great talking to you again. Yes, definitely. And until next time, everyone, have an excellent evening. We will talk again tomorrow. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.